Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm here to help you fully know your value, reclaim your power, and boldly create the life you love instead of living from someone else's script. So if you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. Don't water down your wild. Step out of the race you never wanted to be in and forge your own path. Let's go. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing. Testing, 75, 8, 3, 42, 91, 6. What is that? I'm testing. Is that the numbers from Lost? God, no, I couldn't remember those if I tried. <laughs> you remember some pretty random stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Okay, Big Sexy's back with me, as you can tell. I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to be back. What do you mean? At the end of the last episode, you said, and I'll be back next week, but I don't know if he'll be back. So I didn't know if I was going to be invited back or not. I thought I'd done something wrong. No, I meant because I don't ever know what your schedule's going to be. Oh, okay. Your schedule, your very busy schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're four weeks into 2024. How's it going? It's going pretty good trying new things this year oh like what well uh tell us started Spill. last started last year actually um with a personal growth journey of mine so it sounds so heavy it is heavy this is not easy well if it was easy everybody would do it i know but i waited till i was 58 to get started because it was difficult gosh that sounds old i know i feel old sometimes yeah it's like that sometimes isn't it <laughs> tell me something you're excited about big sexy well, one, continuing this personal development journey that I'm on, because uh, I'm learning a lot of things about myself and yep. growing and becoming a, a better version of me. I'm excited to watch that. It's yeah. Cool. All right. Good. So today, what I want to talk about might sound like a little bit of a weird idea. Um, I don't feel that it's something that is normal for our, our culture, but I'm going to share it anyway, because I think it's worth considering. And I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. I didn't give mm -hmm. you a lot of details about this because I kind of want to know like how far off you think I might be. Mm. But first I want to say this. If you are listening to this and you are killing it and crushing your goals and your New Year's resolutions, just stop listening to this episode right now and go on about your life. Just, you know, come back, check back in next week. Maybe that episode will be applicable to you. But if you're listening to this and you are not killing it, you're not full of energy, you're, maybe you're not slaying the resolutions you made, if you're not achieving every goal you set or even doing half the stuff you had in your mind that you wanted to do, I'm going to offer this episode to counter and reflect on and decide if there's something in here for you. So Moose, I'm curious to know what would you say are some of the reasons that might be why, why we don't get do our resolutions, why we don't achieve them? Why we don't follow through? Yeah. I think a lot of times people bite off more than they can chew. Yep. You know, they, they set the resolution, well, I want to lose 50 pounds in a month. In a month? Is that even possible? I don't know. But, yeah, people would set that. It's not realistic. It's not sustainable. So you bite off more than you can chew. Or, you know, I'll go to the gym every single day. And if they miss a day, then they get discouraged. Well, I've already blown it, so I just might as well stop. Yeah. We do that, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree that sometimes we bite off bite off more than we can chew. And I think one of the reasons that happens is because we don't have 
foundational habits in place or systems or whatever it is we need to be successful at the mm-hmm. thing that we're trying to take on. Yeah. Um, and I think another reason, and, and I think actually finishing this thought, when we are not intentional, when we don't have things set up like habits or systems or checkpoints to see how we're doing, stuff mm-hmm. like that, we don't hit it. And I think it's because we, we know this. What I'm about to say is very obvious, but I think we either forget it or we overlook it. But it's the, the thing is that no one drifts into success. Mm-hmm. When someone is at the top of their game in any field, when they are interviewed, when they've reached the top, and they're like, oh, my goodness, Jeff Gordon, how did you get here? You know, no one, Jeff Gordon never said, I don't know, man, it's new to me. It right? just happened. Nobody drifts into success. Mm-hmm. It's very intentional. And I think that we forget that. Like if, if, if athletes and celebrities and people who achieve big things that are like well-known, like famous people, mm-hmm. we forget that, that they didn't just land there by accident right it was intentional and they worked for it and we forget that we have to do that too because Mm -hmm. how else are we going to get there we're not going to drift into losing 50 pounds right nobody's going to do that but i think another reason that we don't achieve our goals is that sometimes we don't know our why or we're not connected enough to the why Mm -hmm. and so why do you want to lose 50 pounds well i you know i don't know i just i just think i should Mm -hmm. okay you know all is it because all the girls on instagram are so skinny because that's not really a why that you're going to connect with because that's not a good vibe. But mm-hmm. if your why is, I want to lose 50 pounds, maybe not in a month, but, you know, I want to lose 50 pounds because I like to go hiking and I want to be able to hike more than 100 yards before I have to stop and gasp for yeah. air. Or I want to be able to play with my grandkids or I want to be able to play with my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But I today I'm going to offer... Um, Another possibility, sort of a twofold possibility, because I'm going to bring up two things as to why I think we're not achieving our resolutions. But, well, I don't have any resolutions because that's not how I operate anymore. But I used to. And these were some of the reasons why Mm -hmm. I didn't achieve them. Right. Maybe it's the wrong time of year to start something new or to start something that you have to push really hard. And I say that because when I think about nature and seasons, most Things grow, bloom, flourish during spring and summer, not fall and winter. Right. For the most part, things start to die off in fall. And in winter, they're dormant. They hibernate. They're not producing. Like there are some like vegetables and stuff that do produce in the winter. That's when they come about. But by and large, it's not. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I'm not saying that I think you shouldn't tackle new things any other time of year. And I'm not saying that you should only push hard in the spring and summer, but I'm just saying that if you think about it, spring is when everything starts to wake up. Right. You know, the days are getting longer, longer, the sun's getting a little warmer and, you know, we live in the South, so the birds don't ever totally leave here, but we definitely get an influx of more birds in the Mm -hmm. spring. And, you know, the flowers start to bloom, the trees start getting their leaves back, the pollen arrives. It's super awesome. I'm just kidding about the pollen part. Um, But in the spring, when all that stuff is happening, if you're in the house and you walk by a window and you notice the blue skies, the sun is out, we all have a tendency to gravitate towards it. We go outside. 
oh, it feels so good outside today. And we notice that because it's been feeling so crappy outside before now. Right. And so um, I think we're just more motivated to be active. And I think that's where the phrase spring cleaning was coined from. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think that the reason we see so many more people at Lowe's in the spring is because that's when people got their tax refunds. I mean, that might be part of it, but generally we're just more motivated in the springtime. Mm-hmm. And you hear people say things like, I want to build a deck or I want to do X, Y, Z in the spring. And so winter's gray and cold and gloomy and we're not motivated to do things in the same way because that's just naturally, I think, a time of rest and recuperation. Even though I like to read, I feel a pull to read more in the winter Mm -hmm. when when the days are rainy or cloudy or both or gross and yucky and cold, windy, whatever. Those are the days where I'm like, mm, a cup of tea and a book and a soft blanket sounds really great for me to curl up on the couch with. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that way necessarily in the spring. In the spring, I'm usually like, oh, let's go sit outside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think that that's kind of natural. And if you haven't, you know, in the episode, uh, I think it's episode 49, it's called Redwoods. That actually prompted some of this. But what prompted that episode to begin with? is that I heard about a study that was done on some redwood trees. And what they did was they injected a chemical into the trees, similar to adrenaline, so that the trees wouldn't go into hibernation. And redwoods normally live for hundreds of years, but all the trees in this particular study died within a year. They said it was because they didn't have a season of wintering. And I said in that episode that when I first heard about that study, my mind immediately went to the way we do this to ourselves, because hopefully we're not injecting anything, but we really seem to have the idea that we are never supposed to rest or slow down or hibernate. Mm-hmm. And when we do, we usually feel guilty. And I say that because you hear people trying to justify why they did things like why they dropped out of stuff, why they whatever. And I guess my question is, why do we expect our bodies to be in a constant state of spring? Because I think we do. Yeah. I don't think we're aware of it. I think it's one of those underlying things. But we seem to expect our bodies to always be at the ready to to build and to create and to produce and do big, big things and basically hustle. Mm-hmm. And I we also seem to expect that we will do these things perfectly and never falter. And for whatever reason, we seem to think it's either perfection or failure, that there's like no in-between. Mm-hmm. And that's not the only option. And, you know, in nature... Winter is a time for conserving energy, replenishing the soil, preparing for next season. And that is a natural rhythm of ramping things up and then slowing things down. And it's necessary for sustainment. And so I think people have natural rhythms and cycles too. And in the same way that the redwoods couldn't sustain themselves when their balance was disrupted, I think our natural rhythm and our balance can't be sustained when we don't take time to rest and replenish too. Because it seems like when we don't rest, we feel more anxious. We have less joy. There's more what I call brain drama, you know, the the noise and the chaos in your head. We get less creative. We're less productive. And we're just not motivated in general. Mm -hmm. And I think one problem is the rhythm. And the other problem why we don't do well with our resolutions is because we aren't realistic about how we're going to do them. Right. And what I mean is we expect when we make a resolution, we usually seem to 
approach it like we're going to show up and do that thing when we are on absolute fire as if we are always on fire, ready to go. That's not possible every day, but we don't really think about it like that when we're making our goals and setting our resolutions. And so I just wanted to talk about that for a minute because a while back on Facebook, I shared a, uh, a quote and it was by James Clear. And I think it was from his book, um, Atomic Habits. And he said, when choosing a new habit, many people seem to ask, ask themselves, what can I do on my best days? The trick is to ask, what can I stick to even on my worst days? And I think that's the problem, mm -hmm. right? Like when I used to make resolutions, I used to always come at it of, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So I would say things like, I'm going to exercise one hour every day and I'm going to make homemade meals every day. Okay, just stop right there. Mm -hmm. One hour every day, that is not sustainable especially for someone who is in my position that has little kids. She was chasing around at home. Mm -hmm. That does not happen. And I know people who are empty nesters that couldn't keep up with that. Mm -hmm. I don't keep up with that now. Even when, like, before I was injured and we were working out every day, it wasn't an hour every single day. And it's okay to have a rest day. Mm -hmm. And so what we expect all these things, that we're always going to hit it from this, uh, like, for lack of a better word, your unicorn self. Yeah. You on your very best day with all, you know, all your winning everything's. That's not how we are every day. Like, let me ask you, out of seven days in a week, how many days would you say you are super moose? Like your very best? Probably one day. Okay, fine. I, I, would, I would say that's true for me as well. One day a week, I am like kicking ass and taking names. Mm -hmm. I'm getting all the things done. How many days a week out of seven would you say are crap days? Probably around two. Okay. So that's three days. Mm -hmm. Three out of seven, leaving four days out of seven that are, what would you call them? Medium energy, medium Kind production. of some good yeah. stuff, some yeah. not so great productive yeah. stuff. Yeah, me Middle too. Middle of the road. Yeah. I would say that I probably have one real crap day a week, and I have one real super Eva day a week. But the other five, they're not bad. They're not amazing. They're usually somewhere in between. I'd say that they're above average, but I don't, I don't wake up every day killing it. Mm -hmm. I, I actually probably, there's no day I actually wake up feeling like I'm going to kill it. But when I shake off the cobwebs and I get something to drink and get my day started, then I probably turn into a killer, mm -hmm. you know, but that's still just the one day. Yeah. And obviously I don't wake up any day and go, oh, today's a total crap day. But sometimes they just end up like everything's just not great. But I think when we are setting resolutions and making habits, like he says in this, in the book, the trick is to ask yourself, what can I stick to even on my worst days? I think that's the important part. You have to show up. What you want to do has to be something you can stick with. Yeah. Because you don't show up. I don't know about you. I don't show up at 100% every single day. Yeah. And I don't take that quote as what he's saying is to low bar it either. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so if the trick is to, like he says in the quote, what can you stick with on your worst days, that would mean then that you've got to have something very realistic. Right. Like your bare minimum days. You have your days where you do so much extra, but you have these bare minimum days where you know you can get these things done. And if you're trying some kind of super amazing fitness routine, January 1st, like that's just based on a calendar. That 
that's usually something we're doing because everybody else is doing it yeah. then. Like, it's not that it's a bad idea, mm -hmm. but what is it, what's the magical thing that changes at 12.01 a.m. on January 1st versus the week before? And, and that's what I'm saying is about the timing, because we have a tendency to want to say, I'll start Monday, that I'll start at the new year, I'll start on the 15th, mm -hmm. or I'll start on the 1st, whatever. We always are waiting for some significant day to start, when really, I think the important thing is, what can I do? And so, you know, maybe in the month of January, in the nasty, gross, dreary winter days, maybe the thing that you can do consistently is go for a walk. Mm -hmm. and maybe lift weights twice a week. Yeah. But maybe in the summer is when you exercise super hard and maybe it is 45 minutes or an hour and maybe you do give more. Maybe you do run 12 miles four mm -hmm. times a week in the summer and maybe you don't run like that in the winter. And I think that's okay. So what I'm saying is that I think it's okay to downshift your pace to let your body replenish, conserve energy and get prepared for the next season, whatever that next season is. You know, I was thinking about, because I want to grow strawberries this year, mm -hmm. and I was thinking how you can't grow strawberries outside of their natural season unless you create a fake environment. But everybody knows that a strawberry grown in its natural environment during natural time tastes so much juicier and sweeter than a strawberry that's been forced to produce, mm -hmm. right? And so why would we be any different? Right. Because yeah. if you think about, you know, you think about the energy behind what you're doing and how differently you feel when you're doing something because you're ready and you want it and you're able and you are you're ready to hit it running for that particular thing versus how you do things when you feel like it's an obligation or pressure or you're supposed to like you get what I'm saying right does that make sense like yeah. how you approach stuff yeah it's like you're you're saying that we all have our own internal rhythms yeah definitely yeah just like in I don't remember. I was in my 20s when I remember consciously hearing, consciously remember hearing the term morning person and night owl. Mm -hmm. And of course, that came into play in our relationship because you tend to be more of a morning person. I tend to be more of a night owl. Mm -hmm. Some of the reason that I'm a night owl is my natural rhythm. And some of it was the season of life I was in. Right. Chasing around two little boys all day did not give me the time I needed to put my brain into ideas and desires and dreaming about my future all the time because mm -hmm. I was always interrupted. So when I would put them to bed at night and it was finally quiet and here I could hear myself think that's when I usually nine, nine thirty, I wanted to talk to you about it, but that's not when you were primed and ready for that kind of right, conversation. Right. And so, yeah, I do think we have some rhythms naturally in our bodies. And I think our bodies instinctively know what is best for us, but I think a lot of times that knowledge is buried under layers of what other people told us, mm -hmm. either about ourselves, and maybe it was true, maybe it was exaggerated, but, you know, and usually it's probably well-intentioned. Maybe they were trying to give you, like, constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was hard to hear, and I hope that if you're listening to this and you're a people pleaser, I hope you learn to take care of yourself without feeling ashamed or embarrassed or worrying about what somebody else might think, but I think when it's time to start something new, in addition to the things that you're planning and prepping for that are associated with it, I think considering whether you're jumping in at the right time is something that has a lot of merit. You never did jump rope when you were a kid, did you? No, I wasn't coordinated enough. <laughs> like, like there's an art to it. And that's, that's exactly my point is that 
I used to jump rope all the time with my friends. And anytime that there was four of us, it was always two people were doing the rope and the other two were jumping. And you don't both jump in at the same time. Usually, sometimes you do, but usually it's one person at a time. But regardless, whenever you're jumping in, when the rope is already in motion, there's like this window mm-hmm. of time that you need to get in there. Otherwise, you're going to, your knees, your legs are going to get slapped by the rope and it's going to hurt like hell. I think this is not very different than that, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know. What do you think? Like, I've kind of thrown a lot at you, and I didn't talk to you a lot about this before we started recording this. Does this make sense? Like, do you feel like I, I watch you? I was thinking of you actually when I was writing my notes about this, because in some ways, I listen to my body better than mm-hmm. you listen to yours. Oh, yeah. But in other ways, you listen to your body better than I listen to mine. You are much more about giving your body the rest that it needs. You're much better at that. You allow it much more easily than I do. Mm-hmm. I still come from that struggle with that thing of I got to earn my rest, which is ridiculous. It's so not true. Yeah. But that's that was used to be my my mindset. And so you're better at that than me. But I see you. You are like, I feel it with me in the springtime when I look out the window. I'm like, oh, it's pretty outside. Let's go sit out there. Mm-hmm. And you may not say things like that, but you naturally do that. Mm-hmm. You like being outside. Yeah. And so you naturally do go outside. You're not usually all about, hey, let's go sit outside and look at the stars in the middle of winter. Mm. You know, of course, you don't do it in the summer either because it's disgusting here with bugs and humidity. But Well, yeah, and I'm a blood donor for the mosquitoes. They do love you because yeah. you're sweet. Yeah. But, uh, but no, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I think we haven't been trained or taught to listen to our bodies and get into our natural rhythm yeah, and flow through it. Because, and I say this, if you have started resolutions, like you say we're four weeks in and you've already failed and you just figure, I give up, I quit. Just put it on pause. Don't quit. Don't throw it away because probably what you decided to do was a good thing and it's going to help you in the long run. But just put it on pause and wait till your body hits that natural rhythm where it's ready to take on the challenges instead of trying to do it when it's trying to recover and rest and get into the flow. Yeah, it's funny you say that because that's actually next in my notes before we wrap up. We doing okay on time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have in here a reminder. You deserve to live a happy, peaceful life of your own design and at your own pace. And rest is always part of that pace Mm -hmm. and it might have something to do with why your resolutions aren't successful and you know I think that if you table it and try again at a different time you'll have more success and you know the other part of that quote that is in the book Atomic Habits the second the last little paragraph thing there was he said start small master the art of showing up scale when you have time energy and interest I don't know about you, but how many times in life have you had like the time and the interest, but not the energy or the energy and the interest, but not the time? Yeah. Like it's not unusual to have some of what you need, but not everything for the timing to be right. But we sometimes our egos say things like, oh, I got this or Mm -hmm. I can make this happen. And then we push and we meet resistance and we think that the answer is pushing harder when really the resistance might be just a little redirection of. It doesn't mean never. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to mean never. We apply meaning to that, right? But it doesn't have to mean you can never do this. It could just mean this isn't the right time. Right, right. You know, you can tackle certain things at different times in life. You know, I guess basically what I'm saying is if you're not where you thought you would be, keep going. 
And, you know, if you feel like you're part of the hot mess express, <laughs> keep going. Because no matter where you are on your journey, the answer is never to stop. The answer is always keep going and keep growing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and choose to do that on purpose. Because I think you have to say yes to being your own example of what's possible. I think that's, I think that's what it's about. Yeah. It's how you build confidence. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, I, I think I had a couple of questions on here. I wasn't sure I was going to include them, but I will. But here are some things just for you to consider. What do you need in order to become okay with actively choosing to slow down the timing of your rhythm? Like winter is not over until March. Mm -hmm. And so there's a couple more months now where we live, we're going to get some springtime weather way before then. And maybe we can pick things up a little, but it's okay if we're like chilling before then. Yeah, we had winter last week and we got spring this week. Yeah, and we'll have another winter and we'll have a mm -hmm. false spring soon too. Another question, what would happen if you created parameters for the things that you'll participate in? Like, you know what? I'm going to take a rest. I'm not doing X, Y, Z right now. Mm -hmm. I'm taking some weeks off from doing this. I'm going to only walk. I'm not going to run 12 miles a day. I'm going to, you know, run five mm -hmm. or I'm going to alternate with walking. And what could you put in place to help you decide which things get included and which ones you pass on? Those are fair questions. Mm -hmm. Can't. You don't have to say yes to everything, and you don't have to say yes to everything all the time. And another question is, what's your threshold for how much of yourself you give away and to whom? Mm -hmm. I think that's a really powerful question. Yeah, that's a good one. Because it's okay if you don't give all the things to all the people all the time. And really, this is the real question is, how do you make sure your priorities get prioritized? Because if you don't do it, who will? No right. one else is going to. Yeah. Somebody, oh, somebody sorry, will. you can't do that. I'm not going to ask you to do that because you have it. Like, nobody's going to say mm -hmm. that, right? So anyway, that's what I've got for you this week. Listen, if you are ready to build confidence and feel like the captain of your own ship and you want to know if and how I can help you, there is a link in the show notes uh, to schedule a strategy call with me. It's totally free. It wasn't working there for a while. Somebody messaged me and said they couldn't, they couldn't make it work. And so I fixed it. But um, that is a time where you could talk to me. Um, takes about an hour and you can get all your questions answered about what it's like to invest in yourself and work with a coach. So there you have it. I'll be back next week. Are you going to be back next week? Or you know, are you going to check your busy schedule? I'll check my schedule. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's a good time to wrap up. The, the next band's coming in to record their session. Um, <laughs> the Thankful Deceased. Um, they were going to go with Grateful Dead, but it was already used. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> such a mess thanks for joining me thanks for having me i always love being on the show y'all didn't know i had a comedian in here today did you <laughs> <laughs> have a great week talk to you then peace out <laughs>